I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. So, hi, dear friends. This is a little bit unusual. I'm actually spontaneously recording a podcast episode for my podcast, Homecoming, and I'm doing this as a live stream concert on Facebook and YouTube. So I'm creating the the podcast and live streaming my recording of it at the same time. So it's the first time that I've done this. And my podcasts are usually centered around a theme and things will come to me. So they're not scripted anymore. They used to be, but they're not anymore. And I thought, well, I will just create a little concert (laughs) as I actually make this podcast episode. So this is what is happening right now. So the title of this podcast is Have a Little Faith. And the reason that I felt inspired to do this is because several things have happened recently. Stories that people have shared with me that have highlighted for me the experience of friendship 
and of what it means for us, whoever we are, wherever we are, whomever we know, whomever is in our lives, whatever the situation is, what it means to actually create the space for another person in such a way that over time that person begins to feel the effects of our love and begins to experience maybe for the first time what love really is. So the two stories that I wanted to share with you are first one was given to me by a friend of mine named Barb and it's about her experience of working with a horse. She encountered on a horse farm a horse named Nemo and she had always loved horses but this was a new dimension to her experience. So I want to share this with you and then after that I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt from The Little Prince which is probably the book that has been with me as a favorite for the longest period of time in my life from the time that I was oh eight or nine and in a diary that I kept at that time the character of the little prince who is this kind of interesting small person who makes his way to earth in search of friendship it's a story of such poignancy and heartbreaking <laughs> beauty that I felt that the character of Little Prince, for me, was more than just a storybook character. He was real. So in the diary that I kept at that time in my life, when so much was happening around me and things were very difficult, I began to write to him because I knew that he would understand me. So I will begin by sharing these two stories and then go on from there a little bit and end with a favorite song of mine that I think really, um, I don't know, you know, expresses the feeling of what it means to be a friend and to encounter friendship and love. So the first um, thing that I'll share with you is the story that my friend Barb told me. And it's a very moving one. So she spoke about how her journey in the last few years took her to a horse farm where she met a horse named Nemo who fast became her heart horse, as she calls him. Nemo was a young horse that had unfortunately suffered trauma at some time, and as a result, he became very distrustful of humans and was next to impossible to catch or train because his wiring was always in fight-or-flight mode a constant state of hypervigilance and separation anxiety whenever he was taken away from his herd. And when I read those to you, dear friends, I really think how many of us can relate to that, to whatever extent that we become 
in some way wary of others, wary of the possibility of connected relationship because of what's happened to us. So Nemo is not so unlike myself. And Barb writes that when she met him immediately, something in this horse called out to her. I sensed his pain from living with my own fear, and I knew what this fear was preventing him from experiencing, the greater opportunities for healthy, loving relationship, a truth that we so many of us share. We humans now, at this juncture, this grand juncture in human life and human history and the history of this planet. So she continues, and so began a journey of discovery for both Nemo and me. Because of some childhood experiences for myself, I fully understood what life lived in the state of anxiety and distrust feels like keeping yourself safe by hiding within the confines of your comfort zone, only leaving when you have to, but always be wary, always being wary. She said, I had no idea initially that I would have to draw upon my own emotions because this awareness really also became my greatest tool in my unfolding relationship to this horse. I began to understand his behavior and instinctively knew how to be with him. Not what to do necessarily because that developed over time, but how to be in his presence to gain trust and respect. So over the weeks and the months, we developed a comfortable dance, as she calls it, And there she is, you see, dear friends, there arriving each day at the paddock where he is. She said, I showed up daily with a general plan and we'd assess each other. And there were several days when I arrived in a funk and he turned away and would not allow me to catch him. I understood what he was feeling because even I didn't want to be with myself. Horses have a strong sense of feeling as part of their survival kit. I would consciously check my baggage at the gate and we'd proceed from there. Together we made slow and steady progress one step at a time, one hoof at a time, gaining trust and respect. Nemo taught me the meaning of enduring patience and of staying in the moment. I sat in his pasture with a bucket of feed every day for six months in order for him to gently accept a halter, to having him then happily greet me and want to get out of his pasture to explore new opportunities for grazing and training. 
you know, and this ends up becoming a journey of a total of six and a half years. She is with this horse every day. Some days galloping forward, others stepping back, only to move forward again a bit further. To get him to walk with me past a bend on the farm road we used every day. It took a week of letting him get comfortable with the new surroundings and the wider vistas, taking one step at a time. So dear friends, that for me is an amazing story, an amazing metaphor, an amazing real life situation, and something that I think so evocatively and poignantly captures the human experience and the experience really of so many living creatures and beings on this planet now with her love, with her sitting in his circle for six months and ultimately for six and a half years, he began to venture out into new terrain, exploring past the bend in the road, availing himself finally of new vistas because of her love. So I think to myself, how incredible that is. That her dedication, patience, and love made it possible for this creature, this horse, this living being, to begin to see new horizons, literally, to begin to trust to begin to find himself at home in the world. So that story is so moving to me that um, I wanted to share it in this podcast. And as I said, you know, I'm live streaming this as I'm actually making this episode have a little faith in me like Nemo began to have a little faith in my friend Barb. So that brings me to one of my most beloved stories, The Little Prince, because you see, reading that story, as I said, when I was eight or nine, allowed me to venture in my mind and heart out into you know, the world, even if just in my imagination. And one of the scenes in The Little Prince, which is, I think, one of the most notable, is after this little, little man, little young person has landed on earth. He meets a fox in search of friendship, the little prince, by chance, meets a fox. And what would unfold in their time together is some of the most extraordinary exchanges of wisdom and friendship that I know of. 
So I'm going to read some of that to you here. So the fox appears to the little prince there in a garden. And the fox says, good morning. Good morning, the little prince responds. Although when he turned around, he saw nothing. I'm right here, the voice said, under the apple tree. Where are you? asked the little prince. Ah, there you are. You're very pretty to look at. Yes, I'm a fox, the fox said. Come and play with me, proposed the little prince. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm unhappy. I cannot play with you, the fox said. Why? Because I'm not tamed. Ah, said the little prince, please excuse me. But after some thought, he added, what does that mean, tame? You clearly do not live here, said the fox. What is it that you're looking for? I'm looking for men, said the little prince. What does that mean, tame? Ah, men, said the, said the fox, they have guns and they hunt and it's all very disturbing. They also raise chickens. These are their only interests. Are you looking for chickens? Asked the fox. No, said the little prince. I'm looking for friends. What does that mean, tame? Well, said the fox, it is an act too often neglected. It means to establish ties. To establish ties? Yes, just that, said the fox. To me, you are still nothing more than a little boy who is just like a hundred thousand other little boys, and I have no need of you. And you, on your part, have no need of me. To you, I am nothing more than a fox like a hundred thousand other foxes. But if you tame me, we shall need each other. To me, you will be unique in all the world. To you, I shall be unique in all the world. I think I'm beginning to understand, said the little prince. There's a flower I think that she has tamed me back in my old home. It is possible, said the fox. On the earth, sees one sees all sorts of things. Oh, but this is not the earth, said the little prince. The fox seemed perplexed and very curious. On another planet? Yes. Are there hunters on that planet? No, said the little prince. 
Ah, said the fox. Now that's interesting. Are there chickens? No, said the little prince. Ah, sighed the fox. Nothing is perfect. But he came back to his idea. You know, the fox said, my life is very monotonous. I hunt chickens, and men hunt me. All the chickens are just the same, and all the men are just the same. And in consequence, I'm a little bored. But if you tame me, it will be as if the sun came to shine on my life. I shall know the sound of a step that will be different from all the others. Other steps send me running, rushing back underneath the ground. But yours will call me like music out of my burrow. And then look. You see the grain fields down yonder. I do not eat bread. Wheat is of no use to me. The wheat fields have nothing to say to me. And that's very sad. But you have hair that is the color of gold. Think how wonderful that will be when you have tamed me. The grain, which is also golden, will bring me back to the thought of you. And I shall love to listen to the wind in the wheat. So, dear friends, that is what love is, what it means to open our hearts to each other, <laughs> to tame each other. Around the time that I discovered the little prince, someone entered my life, I was eight or nine, and she came into my life as my nanny so many years ago. And she created, like Barb did, for her beloved horse, Nemo. And like the fox is asking of the little prince to open himself and to, as he says, establish ties. So this woman, through just her simple acts of love and kindness day by day opened my heart and allowed me to begin to feel a kind of love that is very difficult to describe. It's so powerful that you feel that your heart is going to sometimes break with the feeling of it she was just herself 
and her life was in the most unself-conscious way devoted to nurturing anything that came into her midst. And by a great act of destiny, <laughs> I found myself in her midst. So her name was Flora. And I wrote a whole book about her because by the time I got to be an adult and many years later, I began to realize that it was almost a moral obligation to do so, to begin to share an example of what it means to feel that kind of love for someone. So I found myself in her circle, <laughs> like Nemo found himself in Barb's circle, like the fox found himself in the same circle <laughs> as the little prince. And I think we can ask ourselves, who is in our circle? Whose circle am I in? What is it that comes into my life every day? You know, I live here in Sydney, Australia, and not far from various sorts of shops and places that I frequent every day, or most every day. My favorite chicken shop, speaking of chickens. <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian, but when I go there, I really love to see the person who's there almost every day. And I find myself in her circle, and she welcomes me, and I'm so happy to experience that. And that's just one example, you know, among many. We're like those diagrams where those circles are overlapping and all the circles overlap, you know, here and there. And I think if we created some kind of diagram of Earth, it would just be one huge kind of schematic, you know, map of overlapping circles, which is now even more so because of what we call social media. So... I really wanted to, you know, kind of just express this and explore it as I make this podcast. And like I said, I'm doing this as a live stream, which is the first time. Um, and the last little story I'll share just happened yesterday, which is uh, that I walk up, you know, the hill from here. And it's quite beautiful. There's sort of ancient gum trees, eucalyptus trees, ancient, ancient gum trees in groves, small groves that have survived all these years. And I find myself in the circle of them. And I walked into some little sort of um, enclave, you know, a little protected, specially protected area. And I was just smelling the freshness of the air.
And I noticed that in the branches of the eucalyptus trees, those gum trees, there were turkeys. And there are turkeys around here. They're called bush turkeys because they just hang out in the eucalypts and in the shrubbery and everything like that. So anyway, I looked up and I saw one. And then, you know, almost like one of those interesting kinds of sketches where you have to look for all the hidden things. I began to realize as my eyes got to kind of get used to the way the branches were all entangled with each other and overlapping that there were more, there was more than one turkey up there hanging out in the branches. There were like four and then I counted five and then I counted six. And there was one kind of off by itself in a branch. And I walked over and it wasn't very high so I just stood there, and it was perched, sitting comfortably. You see, I found myself in the same circle as that turkey. Beautiful bird. And it was completely comfortable with me being there. And I was completely comfortable being there with her. I was quite sure it was a her. So I sat for minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just the two of us having found each other in the same circle. And then I heard some footsteps to my right and there were two, I turned and I saw two women coming towards me. And I was a little, I was a little peeved, you know, I was, I didn't want to be disturbed. But they walked past me and saw that I was there with that turkey, just both of us being. And one of the women, as she passed me, she turned back with these really radiant blue eyes. And she said to me, pointing to the turkey, she was waiting for you. And I thought, oh my gosh, that was a message. That was confirmation of a connection with that creature that was more than just, you know, a passing thing. It was like there was some meaning in it. And things have come to me that way, dear friends, you know, animals, birds. If you've listened to some of my podcasts, you know that the spirits of those I've loved and have passed over have come to me. You know, sometimes as birds, birds occupy this liminal space between this world on the other side. They're most comfortable there of all the creatures. So I pay attention to them. And that woman, as she passed me, she helped me to pay attention, <laughs> to realize that I had found myself in something really special. 
So this is what I think of when I think of friendship, and I'm delighted to share this with you. My friend Barb and her horse, the little prince and the fox, me and this wonderful Australian turkey that I met by chance, they are perched high up, not so high. So I'm going to end this podcast with um, a little music. And it's a song that I love by a composer, songwriter, singer, songwriter named John Hyatt. And it's called Have a Little Faith in Me. And I just feel like this is, you know... what it means to let go beyond what can be comfortable for us, that safe, protected place where we protect ourselves from any possibility of anything happening, but we miss out. And then someone comes into our lives and we begin to trust a little bit begin to have a little bit of faith in another human being. Give these loving arms a try, baby. Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith. Darling, from a whisper start 
have a little faith in me. Dear friends, thank you so much for listening and take good care, stay safe, stay well, and may you find yourself in a circle like that, full of love and understanding. Bye for now. Bye.